Good morning, everyone. Greet you in Jesus' name. A few weeks ago, uh, Brother Gerald had an opening, and he had all the little children uh, come to the front with their parents or grandparents, and uh, he reminded us of the value of children. Many of you remember that. I think he said six and under would the children, six and younger, come forward, he said. And he stressed to us, God loves the children. And God does love the children. Absolutely, he loves the children. We love the children. Children are an important part of our church. Absolutely, they are. Jesus said, suffer the little children to come unto me. And uh, I was wondering this morning how many people we have who are 65 or older. 65 years or older. Would you stand up? (laughs) 65 and older. Okay, people that are 60 and older, would you join them? Would you stand up also? Uh, There we have a couple more. So look around you people at the front and notice these older folks. I thought about asking them to come forward here and we would sing the sands of time are sinking or something. (laughs) But I thought it could be a little difficult for some of them. so But I just wanted to recognize all of these people. So you may sit down again. God bless each of you and all of us together. God loves old people too. And he cares for old folks very much. And there is a blessed promise in Isaiah 46, verse 4, And even to your old age, I am he. And even to whore heads will I carry you. I have made and I will bear. Even I will carry and will deliver you. Now that that promise in the context there is specifically referring to Israel. But I believe it shows the heart of God for uh, redeemed people old folks. Uh, Actually, you know, if you read that verse carefully, it covers young and old. It covers all of life, even to your old age, all through life. When when one of the songs that Gerald led uh, with the children was uh, Jesus Loves Me. And I think that Jesus Loves Me is a wonderful song for old people, too. It's a wonderful song for all of us. So let's just sing Jesus Loves Me again with especially the old folks in mind just now. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to Him belong. They are weak, but He is strong. 
Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. There are a number of other verses for Jesus loves me and uh, uh, other people have added verses too. So there's quite a long collection. It must be a dozen or dozen and a half verses that have been written for that song. But uh, I like the one Jesus loves me. He who died heaven's gate to open wide. He will wash away my sin. Let his little child come in. Let's sing that one yet. Jesus loves me, he who died, heaven's gate to open wide, he will wash away my sins, let his little child come in, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Old people maybe think a little more about uh, heaven's gates than children or younger people or middle-aged folks. But uh, so it is a great comfort to know that Jesus loves me, he who died. Old folks we know are different than little children. Now, sometimes old folks can be childlike and get childish and there's even... Uh, a second childhood that you've probably heard about that some people, they um, seem to regress in their intelligence and so on. We know of that happening. But you don't see old folks, if you notice after church, you don't see old folks scampering around in the auditorium or uh, skipping and hopping and so forth. That doesn't happens so much with old folks. Sometimes, actually, they're limping. They walk slower, and they get up slower. And sometimes they use props to get around. You've noticed Brother Amos. He has a, a crutch, a couple crutches that are helpful to him to get around. And Rosalie and Esther have special walkers with wheels that help give them stability when they get around. And... Uh, Getting around is harder for them, so they need some props that way. And it often takes longer to get work done. One older friend of mine said to me once that he works harder than he ever did and gets less done in the same amount of time. I know an old man who's now living with his daughter and her husband, and he kind of putters around through the day. He wants to keep busy. He can still walk slowly. And one time when I was visiting there, 
His project was cleaning out the ends of a, of a culvert. And it didn't look like a very big job, but I understood that he had been working on it for most of a week. And, and um, it just took a while. And he would get tired. And he would stop and rest. And, but he would keep doing what he could do. And that's the way it was with my dad. You know, he, he uh, can't get as much done, obviously, now. But even when he was pretty crippled and not able to, wasn't seeing well enough to do a lot of things, he would like to go to the greenhouse and put together boxes or just do something that he could do for a little while. But old folks are an important part of the church, important part of God's program. And can that be so, even as they're getting older and feeble? Yes, it is. And, and while we're talking about old people this morning, I'm talking to all of us because we're all getting older. And I want part of our thoughts to be about how we should regard old people and, and, um, and think about old people. Solomon gave an encouragement to youth. And he gave the encouragement this way in Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Maybe you want to turn there. But it's, uh, he starts out with his main point. And then he talks about old people and how old people are. And it's not a very bright picture, but it's, it is how it is. If you survive to old age, um, uh, there, are, there are difficulties. Often they're very uh, difficult things to deal with. Ecclesiastes 12 Remember now your creator in the days of your youth before the difficult days come and the years draw nigh when you say, I have no pleasure in them. This is from the New King James. While the sun and the light, the moon and the stars are not darkened and the clouds do not return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men bow down, when the grinders cease because they are few and those that look through the windows grow dim. When the doors are shut in the streets and the sound of grinding is low. When one rises up at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of music are brought low. Also, they are afraid of height and of terrors in the way. When the almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper is a burden and desire fails. For man goes to his eternal home and the mourners go about the streets. Remember your creator before the silver cord is loosed or the golden bowl is broken or the pitcher shattered at the fountain or the wheel broken at the well. Then the dust will return to the earth as it was and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Now this is a very poetic uh, scripture. It is poetry, Hebrew poetry. And it's describing 
an old person who is, as old people would even say it, getting kind of decrepit. I've heard old people say that about themselves. And I'm beginning to know what they're talking about. But here it's talking about uh, his sight. He's not enjoying life. His sight is dimming, growing darker, and he's growing weaker. He has fewer teeth. There's less uh, chewing and uh, things that a young person would not be daunted by are quite daunting. Uh, the grasshopper's a burden and things are more scare, scary to them. I remember that change in my mom that uh, she used to be so much for company and hospitality. And it came to a point in the last couple of years that she would uh, hesitate and be a little reluctant just because of the, the burden of getting everything ready just kind of loomed big to her in a way that it hadn't when she was younger. But anyway, this is all describing things that go downhill, which is another term that old people use, so I can use it too. Very few people leave this earth like Moses did. When he was 120 years old, his eye was not dim, nor his natural force abated, is the way the King James says it. So as we age, there are more physical limitations, and there, but there is still usefulness. A great lot of the work that God would intend for us to do is when we are younger than, uh, than the aged years. And so that's why this encouragement to the youth in Ecclesiastes, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. That's when you can do a lot of work for the Lord. And it's unfortunate, it's sad when people grow old and then they start to think about God and what they should do for God. And what a missed opportunity. And how much of those youthful years and what has been done, what we've devoted our life to in those youthful years, how much that affects how things go in our older years and what peace or what assurance, what uh, joy, uh, what kind of relationships and just life in general is uh, there are blessings that follow us through our life if we, if we live well uh, from our youth. I want to think about a few uh, blessings of godly old people. One is wisdom. And in Job, Job said, with the ancient, 
is wisdom. And in length of days, understanding. And uh, in the story of Rehoboam, we read in 1 Kings how he consulted the elders who were counselors to his father, Solomon, when Solomon was still alive. And he had this question come to him, how should he relate to his his, uh, uh, subjects in his kingdom? So he was asking them this question. What would you advise? How would you advise? Do I lighten up on them or what should I, what would be your counsel? And there was a reason that he asked his father's first, his father's counselors first, because they were older, they were wise, they had a lot of experience. Unfortunately, he did not choose to follow his, um, father's counselors, which showed a lack of wisdom on his part. And it was to his hurt, God was accomplishing his purpose through it. But sometimes, sometimes old folks are dismissed as being out of touch, not up with the times or the issues. They're too stuck in the old ways and sort of in a rut of doing things and thinking things, and we can kind of dismiss them lightly. And you hear the term, I mean, it's been around for many, many years. I don't, I don't know when it ever began. Old fogey, it's not really a complimentary term. Um, and we can look at our parents I looked at my parents. I looked at other older folks. And we can see weaknesses. We can see inconsistencies. And we can see flaws. Sometimes we see in other older people that should really know better, we see some bad things. And you know, as we get older, we're going to be scrutinized also if we survive to old age. And um, I'm not saying overlook those things. Those things are there, but let's remember that we can learn. We can learn from these people. We can, uh, the old folks can be can learn from young people too. I want to emphasize that. We can learn from young people. Wise old people learn from young people too. And we can be inspired. I have been inspired by young people, youth. But scripture especially uh, calls attention to old people as sources of wisdom. They have seen a lot of things in their years. And they have learned a lot. They have lived a lot. And so the Bible teaches the principle of the older teaching the younger. Let's read from uh, Titus 2, several verses, beginning at verse 3. The aged, there's that word, 
the aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded in all things showing thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity. That's one place in the scripture where it talks about older folks uh, teaching by example and words, teaching younger people. And the only way that young people uh, younger people learn from older folks is to listen to them and uh, and to respect them as a source of knowledge. Even if you don't agree with everything that an old person says or thinks, there are things that we can be uh, inspired by, challenged by, blessed by, and can learn from them that can be a benefit to us. I thought about two wonderful old people in the, in the New Testament that we read about in Luke when Jesus was born, when they carried Jesus to the temple. And those people have always impressed me a lot. Uh, Luke 2, there from the Christmas story, beginning at verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are... Now you're letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. Simeon. And a few verses later, we, we meet Anna. There was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord when she saw Jesus, the baby Jesus, and recognized who he was. And she spoke of this Jesus, of him, to all who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So here was an old lady depending how you take that 84 years, uh, some take it as her age, actually, and others think that she had been a widow, read it that she had been a widow for 84 years, so she could have been over 100 years old. But it does call attention to her great age, an aged lady. But she was a godly person, and she spent a lot of time in the temple fasting and praying and you know that Simeon was a righteous man and devout and waiting for the consolation 
of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And I just believe that if we would have met those people our very ourselves, you know, we would be very impressed with their godly spirit, their countenance, their joy, their peace, their Christian maturity and just godliness, um, just uh, expressions of Christ and of God's work in their in their heart. And this was this was these were Old Testament people who loved the Lord with all their heart. Well, that's that's a challenge. That's uh, you know, uh, old people. That's uh, we should want to be that kind of old person. And there again, uh, that starts before we turn, before we start drawing Social Security, as it were. A good long while before. One, one thing that uh, headed me in this way with this message today was Eli's passing. Really a shock yesterday afternoon when I got a call on that one. And... Uh, he was just a good man. He was that kind of person. Another thing we can learn from old people that is good for youth to catch on to is that time passes swiftly. Now, old folks will tell you that. It's amazing how quickly time goes by. And when you're young, when you're still in school, it drags and drags. I remember wondering, would I ever graduate from school? It was, uh, it was closely tied in my mind to, uh, well, not really, but eternity and how long school was stretching out in front of me, there wasn't as big a difference as I see now, let's put it that way. But uh, it did go by. But now I, it, uh, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm more amazed at how quickly time goes by. So I take, um, um, I take a little, some medicine for my blood pressure, which is, uh, I forget what the doctor said, it's uh, borderline elevated or something, and he thought I should take something. So I try to remember to take it. That's another thing that gets a little weak sometimes in older folks. So I uh, have this uh, card with a, you know, pop the pills out of it. And uh, to remind me, I, I make a little calendar each month on a sticky notepad and stick it on there. And so when I take it, I mark it off so I kind of remember. And uh, sometimes I forget to mark it. That's not good. But, but what I was getting ready to tell you is it surprises me how fast I get from 1 to 30 or 31 on there, how quickly that goes by. So that is, a, that is an important lesson for young people. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle, said Job. And in another place, a few chapters later, he said, now my days are swifter than a runner 
He was impressed with how fast the time was flying. Toddlers today, youth tomorrow, soon young families, then middle-aged, and suddenly senior citizens, aged. And with that thought of time passing, it shouldn't be just thinking, okay, my life is getting over, I need to straighten it up. It needs to be, and what our lesson called us to today, it needs to be uh, us about the Father's business and doing the work of Jesus. I want to encourage our young, our older folks too. You know, there is a lot that older people can do. And young people want to appreciate that. Barzalea, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right or not, but he was an old man and he was a useful old man. He was a friend of King David's and during Absalom, Absalom's rebellion, he generously offered food and furniture and a lot of stuff. You can read about it in 2 Samuel 17. Uh, a few verses there beginning at verse 27. But in verse 28, it says that he, and along with some others, he brought beds and basins, earthen vessels and wheat and barley and flour, parched grain and beans and lentils and parched seeds, honey and curds, sheep and cheese of the herd for the people and the people that were with him to eat. For the people are hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. And then a couple chapters later, when David was returning to Jerusalem and Absalom was dead and the rebellion crushed, he met Barzillai again and he invited him to go with him back to Jerusalem and he would take care of him. But Barzillai said to the king, how long have I to live? I don't have much time left. I am this day fourscore years old, 80. And can I discern between good and evil? I mean, what, what counsel could I give? What, what kind of counselor would I be anymore? I can't taste what I eat or drink. My hearing is going bad. And wherefore then should thy servant be yet a burden? I'd just be a, bur a burden to you. And so David agreed he could stay there and he took a representative from him along. But he was still useful. A few weeks ago, I was talking with my dad and uh, most of you know that he's been in a hospital bed for months and months and I don't know when the last time was that Delvin that he wanted to sit up a little bit and Delvin helped him to uh, sit up on the edge of his bed briefly and I want to give a shout out to my brother Delvin here he does a terrific job 
caring for daddy. They have a they have a very close relationship, and I I just really honor Delvin for the way he cares for daddy. It's it's a terrific blessing to us. But daddy is helpless, and he has to be waited on hand and foot, as it were, for even his personal needs. Twyla feeds him. Other people shave him, bathe him, whatever. And I asked him one evening, sometimes he's pretty confused and disoriented, and now he's sleeping a lot, uh, but uh, he was alert when, at that point. And I asked him how his day went. Well, he didn't really get much done. And um, he said, things are different. Things are different. I can't see. I can't walk. I can't even stand up. I can't plan what I'm going to do. I can't plan that today I'll do this and then tomorrow or next week I'll take a trip or I'll do something else. I forget what all he said. I just lay here. But he said that he does intend to do two things each day. The first, he said, I try to think each day. Now that, uh, I think if you, if I would have asked him more questions, he would have explained what all he meant there. He likes people to read scripture to him, and I know he thinks about that. He thinks about family and what people are doing, and he thinks of relatives in other places. Um, Milo's were heading to Kansas uh, here. I think they left Thursday and uh, they stopped at Guthrie, Kentucky, where daddy has a number of family. Grandpa's brother was there and his sons, daddy's cousins. And I know he thinks about a lot of different things. And the other thing he said is, I pray. I pray. I have more time to pray. And I know he does. He prays for me. He prays for families. He prays for our church. And I said to him, you know, Daddy, the rest of us are out here doing all kinds of things and being active and doing stuff. And you're here flat on your back in bed and praying. You're moving mountains. Your prayers may be accomplishing more than the rest of us. And he said, if that's, I forget just how he said it, but anyway, he said, if he's moving mountains, they must be pretty small ones, he said. <laughs> but that is a great work. That is a great work. We can learn from old people's stories and from their examples. Now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not until I have showed thy strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone that is to come. In Deuteronomy 32, 7, remember the days of old, consider the years of many generations, ask your father and he will show you your elders, and they will tell you. 
I wonder how many times Paul told his conversion story. You can read of it at least three times in Acts. And I am sure he told that story many times. And it is a blessing to read that story. How many of you have heard Amos's conversion story? I would encourage you, if you haven't heard him tell that story, to ask him about his conversion. Uh, I have been blessed. I've heard him say it and give it at least twice that he's shared it. Young people have stories too that are valuable to us. You might ask Jerry Zimmerman sometime about his growing up years and his childhood, some of the difficult things that he faced as a young person that molded who he is, the way he responded to them. That's a very that's a blessing and a worthwhile story to hear. But the stories of faithful people, of faithful old people, can be a real blessing to us. They're examples of faith. Paul said, I fought the good fight, I finished the race, I have kept the faith. He was an old man. There's the cloud of witnesses. I think of Uncle Eli, now in heaven. That uh, book uh, yes, God Still Speaks Today has many such true stories. Um, and the compiler, Sister Diane's stepmom, was an elderly lady when she put that together. And it's, it's worthwhile reading. Sister Plank. So we honor old folks not to venerate old people, no. Not to unduly exalt them or something, but to respect and appreciate the treasure that they are to us. Proverbs 16.31. Uh, the New King James says it this way, the silver-haired head is a crown of glory. I'll never get there. It is found in the way, if it is found in the way of righteousness. A silver-haired head is a crown of glory if it is found in the way of righteousness. And when I read that, I think of Brother Milton. Some of you don't know him, never knew him. But I remember the last time I saw him alive, he was standing on the back porch in the afternoon. It was after school. He was standing on the back porch they're doing something, setting something out. And um, his, his hair was gray and kind of flying around a little bit. And the evening sun was shining on it and it kind of shone. And I've thought of that picture since. And, it, and uh, thinking of him and that picture, it warms my heart and it sometimes brings tears to my eyes when I think of him. A faithful, unselfish servant of God, humble, compassion, long-suffering. Some would say long-suffering and patient to a fault, but he was dealing with some very hard things as, a, as an old man and um, doing it with grace.
So we respect old people and give and, and regard them. Uh, just a few things here. Our time has flown away. I'll not read Psalm 71, but uh, that's an encouraging psalm. Uh, Cast me not off in the time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength faileth, says verse 9. 17, O God, thou hast taught me from my youth. Hitherto have I declared thy wondrous works. Now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, Forsake me not until I have showed thy strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone that is to come. A godly man, a psalmist with a, with a testimony of God's goodness and power. An encouraging verse for old people, Philippians 1.6, and for all of us, being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. That work will continue. God doesn't hang it up when we turn 60 and then we float the rest of the way. No, no. He doesn't hang it up when a person reaches 80. No. Ongoing work. Isaiah 40, have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings at like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Physically, people get tired. Old people tire more quickly. And, but those who wait on the Lord, that's anybody, young, Old and ancient can wait on the Lord. They shall renew their strength. Which fits nicely with this one, 2 Corinthians 4, verses 16 through 18. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, the physical man is dying, it is weakening. It is getting decrepit. He doesn't use that word. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. In Psalm 92, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. 
They shall be fat and flourishing. Their meaning health, healthy, not obese necessarily. To show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. But that encouraged me. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. That is still possible for the righteous. Even to your old age I am he, and even to hoar hairs will I carry you. I have made and I will bear, even I will carry and will deliver you. So if you're young this morning, uh, think about old people. Think about old people respectfully. Appreciate the blessings of older folks. Learn from them and be blessed by them. And remember that you are preparing for old age. Even if you would die as a young person, you are preparing for old age. And if you're old, keep growing. That is God's challenge. There is purpose for your life as long as you are here. And you are still a useful citizen, a citizen of Christ's kingdom. God bless you, young and old. Shall we have a closing song?